Want to talk about a new movie? Check. Want to talk about an older movie similar or related to that new movie? Check. That's what you can expect from Quality Check Podcast. It's a new podcast on the Studio DNA Network hosted by yours truly, Drew Douglas and Daniel Posey. Every other Tuesday, we'll talk about a new movie and an old movie to see how the film's quality holds up. Welcome, everybody, to episode 33 of Disney Plus Reviews. I'm one of your co-hosts, Phil Souza, and I'm here with my co-host, my good friend, and the good the guy who sported a deep, raspy voice way before it was cool. It's Jack Altermat. What's up, Jack? I am uh, here to tell you a story. I'm Josh Gad. <laughs> you might know me as Olaf, but on this movie, I'm an elf. I'm a dwarf that digs and eats dirt, and then I hilariously uh, toot, <laughs> and then the dirt comes out. That's, the dirt is my poop. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> um, can I can I admit an embarrassing thing to you and the podcast listeners? If it's related to poop, it's related to Josh Gad. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, I did not know that was Josh Gad for probably the first twenty minutes. I it, it hit me about twenty one <laughs> minutes into the movie. Did you think it was? <laughs> I don't know. I like. I knew it wasn't Jack Black, but I. It was uh, someone that kind of looked like Jack Black. And I was like, I've seen this guy before. And I didn't look at the cast listening at all. I didn't know who anyone who was in it. And so I was just like, gosh, that guy looks familiar, but he doesn't sound familiar. His mm. voice is like I'm, nothing I've heard before. So I had trouble placing him. And then he, okay, so his character, what, we're talking about Artemis Fowl. If you haven't sure. figured this out, it's in the title of the episode, so you probably already know. But um, his character, Mulch Diggums, is... Mulch is a deep raspy voice sounding guy but like 80 percent of the time and then there's like another there's that other 20 percent where he actually sounds like josh gad he sounds like olaf his voice gets especially when he shouts when he gets really loud his voice goes up like really high pitched <laughs> and i was like okay that's there's the josh josh gad i know uh, but yeah it took me a while to figure out that it was him so it's a little embarrassing to i um admit. definitely thought it um I don't know. Like we have a lot to say about <laughs> Artemis Fowl. It's a weird movie, uh, and I have a I have a lot of background with this yeah. book series. Yeah, and I, I want to ask you about that. High expectations. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to ask you about that. Um, let, let we'll do the rigmarole here. If you're just joining us for this podcast, we are an unofficial Disney Plus podcast reviewing the most popular stuff on Disney Plus. Artemis Fowl is maybe the most popular piece of content on Disney Plus right now. So of course we need to talk about it. Uh, we are. Uh, reviewing that movie. Uh, before we get into your background, because I want I do want to quiz you a lot on the book. You're the only person I know, I think that I know that's read it. Um, Which that tells you a lot about people's reactions, I think. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, so I'm glad we have you on the show. Sure. Just if nothing else, just to talk about your background with the book. I've uh, This is a book that's been around for almost 20 years, but I've never read it. I don't think I've uh, met anyone that has. So, But Jack has, yeah. so I want to get his thoughts on that. But first, I want to bring up for discussion this. The, okay, this is a very interesting movie as far mm-hmm. as its track r- record and the, the history of this film. They were going to try to make this movie basically right after the book came out, like 2001, like as early as that. And it should have been made then. Yeah. It would have been a lot more sense. 
it's like um, them trying to make. I mean, I don't know. Think think of something from twenty years ago that was marginally at the time, especially marginally successful. Not like Gangbusters. I'm sure it was a New York Times bestseller, but like you know what I'm saying. But like not Harry Potter level. Right. So like not this universal thing where they we must make a movie or else. Uh, but popular enough, you know, and I like the story, so the story's good. Yeah. In the book, at least. I think, I, I mean, I'm kind of telegraphing my review already by saying this, but like, I think I would enjoy the book a lot more than the movie. Yeah. Um, just like there were, uh, well, I'll get more into this, explain more about this later in the show, but there were parts in the movie that I got to that I was just like, man, I wish I they told me more about that. Yes. Like I, 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 I they were just breezing past what those spots are, so yeah. Yeah, anyway, um, so, I, originally, I, I I don't have it up in front of me, but like I was reading about, it, it was 2001, and then it basically, but it wasn't Disney at the time. It was some other picture, movie picture, uh, motion picture company. Then it went basically into like development hell for like almost a decade. Disney picked it back up, but then it was tied to um, what's his name with like the sexual allegations? Oh, of, Weinstein. Why? Yeah, Harvey Weinstein. And then um, and then because of all all the red tape with and the political stuff with that they ended up putting the movie on hold for a while. I think they had a recasting at one point. Then they finally did shoot the movie, but two years ago, they had one date. They delayed it from last year. It was supposed to come out last year. Came out. It was gonna, Then it was going to come out this year, but in May. And then they delayed it again because of COVID. And then it finally released, but not even in theaters. It comes straight to Disney+. Plus. To say that this movie's had a troubled path is understating it it's been a it's been a mess um to get to this point um 125 million dollars later we they have a movie and they release it but it goes straight to disney plus so what 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 else do you have you heard about this movie or like what are some of the rumors circulating i I remember ian ian colfer who's the writer of the book making a post and i don't think it was even social media because it would think it was a him, I can't remember what I was reading and all. I remember him saying something. You know, it was on his own website. I liked like when I first started teaching in 2002. The first book had already come out. A second book co- had come out, and so we in the li- in the library that I the the school that I worked in had these books, and I had kids that like, you know, um, just the thing that the the area that I am a part of, like. I I knew if I could read to these kids and get them to like reading, and we would get we'd find something they might be interested in. Well, I read the first book to them; they loved it. Uh, I read the and then read the second book and the third book to them; they loved it. Oh, I didn't it. know that. Yeah, but yeah, the next the following year or two years later, whatever, the third book came out. Okay, and um, they uh, it, it was great. It, it, it it's really well done. So then I got to where I would go to this is again before social media really took off. You know, two thousand four, two thousand. Five to that, you know, whatever. And I would go to Ian Colfer's website, which is like iancolfer.com or whatever it is. And um, he talked about getting a movie deal for this movie back then. Like, how long ago was that? Gosh, like probably 2005, 2006. Oh, wow. And in that, in, even in that, in my mind, just knew, knowing about movies, I was like, good for him. Even if the movie doesn't get made, he just made a boatload of money. Sure. They paid him money for the intellectual rights. He may not have any say in the movie. It may be crap, but at least this guy created this book and now he, and this story, and now he gets to benefit 
in a you know gigantic chunk of change. It's po- very possible he got two different chunks of change because this was Miramax back then, right? And, was and he may. He, I don't know how that works on intellectual yeah, property yeah. stuff, but like he may have gotten two gigantic boatloads of, of money. So, um, really good books. The book I remember the book cover design because uh, like that's a key. The books say uh, back well back then. Yeah. Now I don't even know. I don't even know what sells books now. But like back then. <laughs> Man, the cover of your book was important. Yeah, it was this, the first one was this gold. It looked like uh, it it looked like uh, some sort of a you know special type of uh, uh, I don't know diary or something very I know it, it would fit ornate. in with, the, with some of the books in this movie. It sounds yeah, like. yeah, yeah. And that's why they made that. They made that that one was gold. The second was this silver looking thing. The third one was this digital looking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They they it worked. Whatever the idea behind making these covers for me worked because I remember thinking that looks cool. That's a really good design. If I was a kid, uh-huh. I would be like, yeah, this is a cool looking yeah, cover, yeah. and it would make me want to read the book. So um, easy read. I still recommend it now. If you watch this movie and you're like, and you'd never read the books, and you're like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. I'm not surprised that you think that because it's kind of a hard, I mean, there's a reason, there's a, a big reason why this is a hard sell and it's probably better that it didn't go to theaters because that really would have been disappointing. Mm. But now in Disney Plus and Magical, whoever, what, whatever world, we don't know what, we don't know what it, that equates to in Disney Plus dollars. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like, um, what, no, um, yep. Now that we're on the subject of the books themselves, like I said, I've not I've not read a page, so I, I I came to this with zero expectations. I didn't I didn't even see the trailer. I, I had no idea what to expect. Gosh. Um. So I, I had heard a couple things from people that had seen it and were like, yeah, it's pretty good. Blah blah blah. Um. But that was pretty much all I had. From I read from multiple sources. So I think this is true that this movie encompasses the first two books. It's not even the first there, book. There's there's aspects that encompass the second the second one as well. Okay. Um, but they leave out a, a big chunk of the mystery part of it mm-hmm. to get to the story part of it because that first book, it takes you a long time. to. And here's, here's, here's the, the two problems with this. By the way, I'm, we're going to spoil the crap out of yeah, this movie. Yeah, if you've and, not seen the movie, don't. It, Jack may end up spoiling details. So if, if you, I'm going to spoil details. Yeah, so. yeah if, you, if you have not seen the movie, either hit pause and come back to this episode later, or if you just don't care about spoilers, that's fine. But go, sorry, go ahead. Okay, so the big aspect of this movie and the books too, when you start reading the books, like it's almost like Scottish fairy tale type stuff so we're dealing with like fairies like right. that alone when you first start reading it of all of the things you could talk about in magical land dwarves orcs elves those don't make you kind of go huh we're just we, we you know from lord of the rings sure. to harry potter to the things you deal i mean just pick it elves orcs uh dwarves these things are part of, but fairies, for whatever reason, you automatically think of Tinkerbell. So, like, that's the only fairy that anyone has any reference to. Right. So, in order for us all to buy into this fairy world, that alone, I say it, and in your mind, you're like, that sounds stupid. Yeah. So, like, that, in a movie stand- standpoint, especially just a, hey, guys, here's this movie. It's on Disney+. Plus. Watch it. I'm sure people watched it and thought, what is this even? Yeah. And the book, the first book did a really good job of delving slowly into Artemis, the kid, fi- uh, discovering that his dad had some, some, uh, some, some knowledge about the world. He, he, he tried to discover it. 
and then he is he is super intelligent and quick quick witted, more like think more like Tom Holland Spider Man, not like and again you know the other the other thing is this it's fairy world the other thing is kid actor. You can't help it. Like you can't have. You couldn't have cast a twenty-year-old as this kid, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like you're stuck with. He's a good-looking enough kid. He fits a part, but he's kind of a like his. His acting shaws who we're talking about. He's a newcomer. I don't don't think he's been right. He's a kid, so he's a very kind of stony kind of flat, and that's probably how he was coached up to act. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so you just kind of go. It's a hard one. Like it's yeah, it's tough. He can, if they were going from more more of a. I mean, the books came out so long ago. It pre- precedes anything MCU. But like, if if the books were going from more of like a Tom Holland's like you know crafty wily kind That's of person. That's the kid that I think of. Yeah, and that guy's but this, that guy's like twenty years old now. So like yeah. I'm just saying like this this the kid in this movie is more Sherlock Holmes. Like he's yeah. he's very uh, dry, very stoic, very yes. uh, stiff. Um, and, like the way he acts and stuff like and that. And I would say this. That these books are written legitimately for a nine-year-old to a thirteen-year-old. Yeah, and people are watching this movie expecting Harry Potter, right? That started out as a like I don't know how old he was when he went to Hogwarts, but the you felt like he was in junior high or maybe even early high school. Sure, and yeah. by the time he gets out, they're you know they're adults. Yeah, I, I kind of got the impression he's about the same age as, as Artemis, like well, 11. Right, right. But the way they framed that world up, they they, they knew they were going to make a billion movies. Yeah. And this was like a, you could tell they're like, well, this may be our only shot. We've yeah. had this sitting here forever. Let's just give this a try. After after and, after even $75 million, they ended up with $125 million. At, at some point, it's like, man, you got to poop or get off the pot basically to, to rephrase the phrase but like like it is Mulch, dig them or get off the pot yeah uh it is uh at that point you've spent so much money and like you kind of have to just finish it at that point like there's no going back you either just lose all that money and just eat it yeah or you take a shot at it and say hey you know hopefully we'll get our money back and then covid happened and then yeah. like the whole thing became this weird like what do we do with this? Well, and is Artemis Fowl going to sell subscriptions? Maybe, but but I would say probably not to the tune of 125 million. That's a that's lot, a of, lot money. of subscriptions. Yeah, that's especially a lot. at the price point that Disney Plus is at. Which honestly, Disney Plus, like for what you get, like I've whenever Game of Thrones was going on, whenever uh, I don't want to say Watchmen because we we still had our subscription from Game of Thrones, and I just never had never kind of gotten rid of it on HBO. Like HBO Now, I think is what it's called, or Go. One of the, I can't remember. I can't get it to. But like, I willingly paid for like, you know, two or three months of 14 bucks a month so I could just watch that new episode of Game of Thrones because those things are like a movie. Like every episode. Oh, yeah. Well, that's 14 bucks. If Disney Plus, it, honestly, it's probably, in my head, Disney Plus is a 10, 10 to $15 a month subscription. But it's only like six ninety nine. Yeah. So you would have to literally like, Artemis Fowl would, if there were ex- expectations would to sell a million subscribers, well, that wouldn't even, well, that would make sense because it would be over the course of several, several yeah, you know, months. Yeah, I, I don't have, I don't have a calculator, but they would have to, they would have, have to add like 20 something million new subscriptions this month just to break even on the movie. I, that's not going to happen. But even the, that's like a loss on this one. Right. And even the, um, I mean, I just think about the, uh, I, I don't even know, like I, the math, the math on, the math on that, 
it can't be that. It can't be. Yeah. It can't, it's got to be the mental. The mental thought has to be. Well, they've added this movie. Okay, maybe I want to see it, but no one's going to that to see. I think the best that they Artemis can hope Fowl. for is is not for the the one the twenty twenty five million new subscribers that they pick up. That I think it is twenty five. So twenty five million subscribers pay their seven dollars and then uh, or whatever the number is and and then balance after a month. I, I I think what they're hoping is you get in for Artemis Fowl and then you just pay every month for the next year. Yeah. Times eight million. You yeah. know, like the math is fuzzy, but like four I, months at six at four months at six dollars for a million new subscribers would be twenty four million dollars. Yeah. For four months. You know what I'm saying? Because you're yeah, thinking, yeah. does Artemis Fowl get it, but it doesn't it wouldn't this is not the kind of movie that's gonna get you clicks. Spider Man Far From Home yeah. will get you clicks. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, and they already own that. Like that's, that's but but you know what I'm saying. Like yeah. if they added a new movie, yeah, yeah. If they if they hadn't had, well, I guess uh, they don't own Far From Home. But. Whenever Infinity War came out, if when it first dropped, yeah, you would expect that there. Oh yeah, yeah. That because the rental on that is, is is more than that. Yeah, when when Endgame or like when when these big movies come out, that will absolutely boost subscriptions. But the crazy thing is, like they already got their money off those movies. They yeah. they're adding them essentially for free sure. um, to the service, and then getting more money from subscriptions. But they paid for this movie to be made, released it straight to Disney Plus, and it's probably not going to get as many subscriptions as even a, a, a MCU movie that already yeah. released in theaters. But I feel like the. Um, <laughs> I, I think this this kind of movie tells you that, and we talked about this on Horrible Movie Podcast a lot, like this kind of movie makes you realize that old adage that, uh, you know, hey, uh, Hollywood, you know, says that every movie loses money. Uh, Return of the Jedi. I heard this the other day, like on, uh, uh, was that on a podcast or on? No, it was on a, it was on someone talking about the original guy that played Darth Vader. And how he got kind of pained out at the end uh-huh. because he got chaffed because they didn't use his voice. Like he didn't find mm-hmm. out until the movie. Yeah, I have heard that. Until they were going to use his voice. Anyway, so they told him because he he never got, he's never gotten his residual check for Return of the Jedi. Wow. If he's still alive. Anyway, he never he's never gotten paid for yeah. Return of the Jedi. And it's because they're like, look, we didn't make any money on Return of the Jedi. So we, we, we don't have any money to pay There's you. no money. Yeah. Think about that. <laughs> It's Return that, of the Jedi. That movie's made a billion dollars. Oh, over and over again. <laughs> and it has like, yeah. in merchandise and all the things, but they have the goal, that that industry has the goal to say we don't make money. So I guarantee you, like <laughs> Disney or Fox Light, Fox Studios that owned it or whatever, who was it that actually owned it, that Disney inherited it, that got it, that finished it, they're like, oh yeah, well, we, we, we're we we not going to make any money anyway, so it really doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird, and we're in a weird time. And I, th- I thought about this earlier today. Like it is, it is. I was about to say that too. The, the one saving grace is that no one's going to the movies right now, and so, and your kids have been cooped up for the last three months straight or whatever. No school, no sleepovers, nothing. Right. <laughs> you know, and, you know, the economy is just now starting to come come back in, mm-hmm. and so you might. You might honestly like even if the movie's not that great, you're just like, hey, it's something to watch. So it's only seven bucks. Let's go ahead and sign up. Everything else, yeah, Yeah. watch everything. (laughs) And but but that's like um, that idea of um, the theaters. That I've talked about this before. Like the we're going to come to a place where we have these direct to whatever service. We have a video on demand rental. And we have an in the, an actual in theater thing, yeah. which I think the the theater system already now has got major cracks in it with all, with COVID and also the weird stuff that theaters are doing, and they they just can't service what's happening right now. Yeah, 
And so they're losing money left and right. Yeah. And so I, it's just going to be interesting to see. Like, this kind of movie will still continue to get made. It just may not have that same budget. Like, no one will allot this kind of budget for it. Like, it'll yeah. be a, a straight to a straight to series, a straight to uh, streaming, maybe a video on demand type thing. But, like, I could see it not going to theaters next time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wonder if we get a sequel at all. But if, if we do, I think it goes straight to Disney+. Plus. And it'll be a bad one. It'll be like Return of Jafar type situation. Yeah. Not that, but there are a lot of people like, if you heard that and you watched this movie, you, you may be a, a person that's like, no, this was bad. Yeah. Um, so let's transition like from budget or whatever to talk about the cast. Cause I, I really do think like we talked about this at lunch today, but like, I really think that a lot, a lot of the money went to just paying people like just to, to be in the movie, to shoot the movie. Um, so your biggest, we mentioned Ferdy Shaw. He's, he's a nobody. I mean, I, I don't think he's been in any films. He doesn't have like, like this really matters for anything, Jack. But like, he doesn't have a Wikipedia page. Like, he's not a known. What? He's, he's not. A, he's not a known actor. He will have a quick a Wikipedia page in the next couple of weeks. But um, right now, like, there's just no link on the Wikipedia page for him. Um, uh, Laura McDonald is is the the main um, Elvish uh, Elvin character in this movie. Uh, she's also new. I don't think she's been in anything. Um, so your your biggest actors are Josh Gad who everyone knows from um, lots of different movies, including oh, We, we left off one name at lunch that <laughs> this person's getting paid a lot of money. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Judy Dench, which she, I, I mostly know her from James Bond movies. And then uh, Colin Farrell, yeah. who is not in the movie very much, but... Still, um, he's still Colin Farrell. So yeah, but he's Colin, he's he's Colin Farrell. He's not working for free. <laughs> so those are your, your kind of, your three main mainstay actors. Uh, then honestly, I didn't, I don't think I recognize anyone else. Um, some people have been talking about I'm probably going to butcher his name, but uh, Nonzo Anosi mm-hmm. or Nosi or whatever, um, who is plays Dom, the um, the butler. Don't call him the butler. Uh, and uh, I guess he's been in some stuff that I guess I just haven't seen. I didn't recognize him. But really, I mean, if you if you don't know him and you haven't seen a James Bond movie and you only know Josh Gad from all, I mean, there isn't a ton of cast members and yet they probably paid them a lot of, a money, lot of money to do this film and Colin Farrell, I'm sure is not cheap. It, no matter how many minutes he was in the movie, right. they paid him a lot. So, um, how did those main actors, what, what did you think as far as what they brought to the table? I think that Hollywood does this where they start shoving names in a movie and they think the names are going to sell a movie. So like in an original casting, they're probably like this person would be great and this person would be great for this role and this person would be great. And um, I feel like um, they should have made this movie in 2003. Yeah. And I think that uh, Michael, um, oh, he's in the Green Mile. Michael Clark Duncan. Okay. Is the butler. Okay. If I were going to do oh, fantasy yeah. casting, absolutely. Michael Clark Duncan is the butler. Uh, absolutely. And when I, cause I say that because when I read this book, that is the dude. That's who you thought of, yeah. And the background on the butlers in the story are that not only is he the butler, his last name is actually butler. technically butler. Yeah. And it's because they are part of this secret underground group that for eternity has always been butlers. Hmm. And they're specially trained and because butlers back in Egyptian times were actually some military like there's a whole mythos background that you don't even find out about i I wish i'd known that but you know what i'm saying read the book like yeah your daughter might actually like this book oh yeah like i'm saying if you want to read a book to your kid and because age wise it's if you're reading it to her 
and there's nothing salacious in it. It's all good. Like it's like it's not bad. I felt like I felt like Butler in this movie, Dom, um, of and maybe more than any other character, except honestly his niece, who's also a Butler, but like. Um, got incredibly short Who I believe like, is in the second book so that may be why why she's in this that, well that's why, why the people are saying that they tied some of the second book into this thing yeah um, she I literally halfway through the movie I literally thought forgot that she was even in yeah. the movie well they didn't do a good job of any character development she, they brought her in and they're like oh yeah by the way this is Dom's niece okay back to the action and then like she, you don't see her for like 30 minutes and then when she finally came back I was like wait who's that again yes. and I was like oh that's the niece Okay, yeah, she's in this big fight scene with this troll, but then she, you barely see even see her in the. There are there are so many scenes that got cut yeah. from this film, and I feel like a, a lot of the scenes were with her. Yeah. I think unfortunately a lot of them were probably with Dom. I, there's no backstory for Dom whatsoever. Like it's they, there's a lot of of say like t- tell don't show type of thing, and I was yeah. like, why aren't you showing this? Like why aren't you showing Dom raising Artemis from a little boy and being this almost surrogate father to him, kind of a la like Alfred, like from Batman. Fame. Yeah, because like, then when there's a scene of actual emotion, yeah, it, it does it registers, and you're not you're not just like oh he's gonna be fine. And I mean, if you're hanging with us this far, you're not afraid of spoilers. But like at the end of the movie, when Dom is dying. And and you're and you're thinking, oh man, he's gonna die right on the on his living room floor or whatever mm-hmm. in his house in this in this manner. I I kind of cared about him, but I hadn't really seen him very much in the movie. And I know I can see through Artemis's painful expression on his face. He's d- acting his heart out, which is hard for him <laughs> because he's he's a kid. Yeah, and you ask a lot of a kid, and <laughs> they can only use so much. And, and so I was trying to feel for Dom in that moment, but at the same time, I hadn't had any attachment to this guy at all. Sure. Um, he basically was just kind of the muscle uh, throughout any of the major scenes in the movie, um, besides actually showing Artemis, like, you know, this underground layer that's been hidden from him his whole life. You know, he kind of ushers in that part of the plot. But, like, other than that, he was kind of a background character, and I just didn't understand why I would care that he would die at all. Which hey, you, the- you, kill, you kill Holly... You know Holly Short, um, the the main. El- okay, that's that's a character I don't want to see die. But Dom, I was just like, why? Well, and why do I care? I mean, and, I, and Dom, like I said in the book, it is Batman and Robin, like in this weird reverse like thing. That's interesting. Except Robin can beat anybody up and is super tough and is smart and intelligent and like yeah, he's not just a bodyguard. Like he is like like Dom, that's, that's a dominant force. Like like in the book. Yeah, he, we come upon this situation where there's fairy magic and there's all this stuff. The the butler character doesn't care. Like the butler character just goes, "Oh, okay, well," and then adjusts to it and is able to fight it off with technology and tech and that. Just really weird. Like they like yeah. they they really struggled to put together what needed to happen to make this thing uh, really good. So, so uh, I get that. I get it. And, uh, and honestly, like it's 95 minutes, and so like from a standpoint of watching it on Disney Plus, I'm sure people are like, "Well, good. I'm glad it's short." Yeah, but you need more time to actually develop a story. Well, I couldn't. I, I told, <laughs> I finished watching the movie, and I, I invited Jessica to watch it with me, and she couldn't actually make it happen, and so I, I ended up watching it with, without her. I got to the end of the movie, and she said, "What do you think?" And I, said, and I just, I didn't say anything for like 10 seconds because I was still processing. Like, did I like the movie? I can't tell. Yeah. And uh, and then I, the, I think the, literally the first thing that came out of my mouth was, it's without the credits at the end. Is it's a 90 minute movie. And it covers the two first, but all of the first two, you know, for the most part, the major plot points of two books. Yeah. But they crammed it into 90 minutes. She's like, woof. And A- I was like, yeah. Aspects that's- of the second. Like aspects of the second movie. Yeah. And they crammed it all in there. 
Um, I was like, that tells you everything you need to know as have, far as the pacing of this movie. Have you ever seen cookbooks that are um, that that advertise uh, famous recipes from your favorite restaurants? You ever seen a cookbook like this? Yeah, and it'll be like, here is the um, here are the directions to make uh, Cheddar Bay biscuits from Red Lobster. <laughs> you go okay, <laughs> and then you make that recipe. And it tastes nothing like it, <laughs> or or it's like vaguely like it, or the the oh hey it's the czar. we've got the recipe from Kentucky Fried Chicken here you go like here's the batter recipe yeah. and then you make it and you're like that's, well that's not KFC no but it kind of kind of yeah it's kind of what this is yeah yeah like I look at it and they're like we have the ingredients but. We should have made them back then because we had the actual thing. Yeah. But now we've got some smudges on the ink and the old recipe we stole from the re- restaurant. And now we've made it and we probably should have put uh, buttermilk in this, but we substitute it for like like 1% milk. Yeah. This is the same. Yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll be fine. You'll, you'll enjoy it because everyone loves 1% milk. Sure. Who doesn't? Uh for one, so like I said, I haven't read the book, but from what I read, because I read several reviews after watching the movie from people who had read the book, and a lot of their reviews are mad. Yeah, those people are mad. Yeah, they're very angry. <laughs> like honestly, I, I, you're actually coming off a little more positive than even they were, I, but and I, I can explain why too. Um, but yeah, a lot of the things that they were saying are are the same things you're saying. Like that the the main main character, the main character in the books, uh, from what I read, was described as kind of an antihero. He's kind of a jerk. Like he 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 uh, kidnaps fairies to to appease his own wishes. And he's like, uh, he's Tony Stark. Exactly, exactly. And I and think his th- dad is his dad is is uh, what's his, what's Tony Stark's dad name? I can't think of. Uh, I can't think of his dad's name. Uh, Howard Stark. Howard Stark. His dad is Howard Stark. <laughs> he is Tony Stark. He takes up the mantle, like not 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 the mantle, but he takes up the knowledge. Yeah. The the knowledge that his dad had, and now he incorporates it into what but, he does. Like now. Personality-wise, they kind of said he's kind of crafty and... Artemis Fowl is technically supposed to be the smartest, one of the basically one of the smartest people on the planet. Yeah, and they say that in the movie at the beginning. But you don't, like, you don't, like, you watch this character do stuff, you yeah. don't get that. Yeah. Like, you get, like, a kid, like, it's like a spy, it's like spy kids. Yeah. Like, if you really break this down, guys, it's like spy kids. Like, and so if your expectation for spy kids is a $125 million budget, you probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Like if it was Harry Potter, yeah, you could do Harry. The first Harry Potter movie was a lot less than. And I think you just nailed, nailed what is the main the main insult insult to people that have loved the books, that have grown up with the books, is like you took this like deeply complicated you know relationship of 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 this character with this you know this world that nobody knows exists sure. and, and and taking all the nuance and and the you know the gravitas of the moment of, of this and that and like oh this means so much more whatever and you made it spy kids and you made spy kids out of this book kind of what it is like yeah. that's the best way for me to describe like what what i felt like when i was watching it and I, and my thing is this though and then here's why i'm not like yelling and screaming about how sure. bad this is and it's a great one it's a movie that went straight to, to disney plus sure my expectations were way lower when that happened yeah if we went to theater and they pumped it up and then it just airmails, then yeah, that's, that was kind of dumb. Why, why'd you do that? Right. Um, I know it was $125 million. That's a lot of money. They probably should have made a good series out of it. Maybe just make 12 episodes. I think this would have been a brilliant series. Because then you can actually flush it out an hour here, an hour yeah. there, like and flush it out. Um, but It's a series I would have watched, honestly. Yeah, yeah. And they probably could have gotten the same. They would have maybe got more um, people signing on for this series. Maybe. I don't know. Um, but my biggest thing is this, is I have wanted 
to see an Artemis Fowl movie mm -hmm. for so long because I read those books to my kids and they liked it and I liked it. I thought this is really cool. It will make a good movie. I hope someday I get to see a movie. Hey, we saw the movie. It was a miss. <laughs> it's not something that, you know, it, it was, there's aspects of it that I'm okay with. There are other aspects. Josh Gad being the narrator, most Jiggum's character is like Hagrid. Right. So, so if, if Hagrid, if Hagrid were to have a bigger role in Harry Potter than he did, yeah, that's what it would be like. And you'd go, why is Hagrid, why is Hagrid in the movie have such a big role? Like, yeah, I heard they completely changed his. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the importance of his character. Yeah, I mean, that guy's just like a. He gets what brought in because he has a specific skill, which is eating dirt and digging into things. Yeah, and that's about it. And like, that's that's, like he, that's his only involvement in the book. Well, but and he he's around. But Josh Gad, it's just Josh Gad too. I, like Josh Gad kind of annoys me sometimes, guys. I'll be honest with you. Like, I I, I don't know why. It, it Maybe, has. I, it, I don't know why. The but. impetus for that to, to to change his character so dramatically for the movie has literally has to be one hundred percent just because of Josh Gad. Like we have to give him more to do than yeah. what the character has been given to do sure. in, the, in the book. If they had gotten, if they had gotten uh, Zach Galifianakis. They probably wouldn't have had him narrate and do this stuff. Yeah. Josh Gad, people tout him as some great, you know, thespian. And I, I don't know if I see that, but people do. So, yeah. like, in their minds, they're like, yeah, remember him? He was Olaf, remember? <laughs> He's kind of Disney's chosen one right he now. He really is. Like, and I, okay, great. Like, he does that. Well, you yourself were like, this. think about that. You yourself for 20 minutes of this movie <laughs> thought, well, it's not Jack Black. But it's kind of like well, Jack Black. If you, I mean, they could have gotten Jack Black for a lot cheaper than they got Josh yeah, Gad. Yeah. He's super bearded up. He, he actually kind of looks like Hagrid in the way that he's like just all hair. Um, and then his his deep raspy, raspy voice. And then he's he's a dwarf, but he's a dwarfish giganticus or whatever. He's the, like a super large like freak dwarf. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, this kind of is Hagrid. Like he is Hagrid in this book, in this movie. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. I, I had trouble recognizing him. I thought his voice was fine. It was just, uh, it didn't, it didn't feel natural. And maybe that's because I know Josh Gad, if this is the first movie I'd ever seen him in, I probably wouldn't have thought that, but I, I just, I know he's putting on a voice for the entire movie. And then when that voice would slip into high pitch, like screams and stuff like that, I was just like, wait a second, there's yeah. your real voice. Yeah. What? Yeah. And then, but then Judy Dench comes on the scene in the very first scene that she's in and she's like, I'm Judy, Judy Dench. That was blah, blah, blah. weird. I was like, why? Why was she talking that why way? Why are you both talking like this? Like, what is going on? I thought maybe she, and she, I, I legitimately thought, oh, I wonder if, if she's having some throat stuff like in real life. Like, oh yeah. Maybe Judy Dench is having some throat stuff and you know, it's cool that she's still acting. Yeah. But then like, I'm like, this can't be yeah. weird. Like she was 83 when they shot this. She's 85 now. And um, you, you hear her like in interviews and stuff like that. And she is, she is a British national treasure even now. Like she is, has this glorious sultry voice and sultry. I, I don't know how, I don't know how or why they wanted, I mean, she's 803 years old or whatever in the movie, her character. And so like, maybe they just wanted her to sound like, you know, super ancient. Um, but man, the choice to make her do that weird, weird voice was just really strange to me. Uh, I didn't, didn't jive with it at all. Nine Artemis Fowl books. Yeah, I, I knew there was quite a series. I'm a. Uh, Do we see any more <laughs> after this one? Oh, I mean, I, let's see if he's still writing. He's born in 65. Colfer is. 
Um, no, I'm sorry. I do see any other films. Oh, I don't know. I, I think, I really think that they could, I think the budget will be seriously downsized from what, from what they've done so far. Maybe just don't have Colin Farrell in the next one, which would be a weird turn given how this movie ends. That would with, save some money with him still in the picture. But yeah. Um, I mean, so, they had a 2019, he took, a, he, he stopped writing, uh, in 2012. He had done a, uh, 01 book, the first Artemis foul, 02, 03, 05, 06, 08. 2010, 2012, and then he waited till 2019. So seven-year hiatus mm. between Artemis Fowl and The Last Guardian, 2012, and The Fowl Twins, mm-hmm. which I don't know what that. I mean, I've never obviously I haven't read those in 2019. He also has a bunch of other little companion books too. This guy, no one feel bad. Listen, <laughs> I, I nobody feel bad for uh, Ian for Ian Colfer Colfer. <laughs> this guy has done what we all hope to be able to do. Create something. It's a he created his beanie babies. Yeah. And then he turned them into a gold mine. Yeah. Selling books in a time when selling books was big money. Yeah. You can still make a lot of money selling books. People are still buying books. Things have went digital, blah, blah, blah. But man, if people were buying books back then, yeah. I mean, you're making cha ching money. Um I don't want to sound like we're only negative on this film. Let, let's let's go positive for a while. Let's talk yeah. about the things that we really liked. I thought the tech um, yeah. looked pretty good. Yeah. I thought the concepts they're trying to get across pretty good. I I thought that a lot of it. I I enjoyed a lot of the movie because it was cool to see some of these plots that you'd seen in the books in you know not in real life but in you know uh, live action yeah. in live action yeah. Um, how do you do, folks, how do you do kid actors? It's hard. Yeah. You know, it's hard. Yeah. Like, you want them to be cute. You want them to be smart. You want them, you're wanting an adult, folks. Yeah. You're asking for them to be a little adult, and they're not. That's that's why a lot of adults are cast as it's children. It's hard. Yeah. And then the really good kid actors that are really good at it, the uh, Ricky Schroeders and the, like the really young kids and Macaulay Culkin's of the world, they get older in life, and they've been used and they they're they have issues. They're a mess, yeah. And so like that's child acting is very, very tough. Um, kudos to them to be able to put out a movie that has a kid actor in it. And also you're we're talking about fairy world. Like it's a made up myth world thing. Yeah. And there's a reason no one tackles fairies other than Tinkerbell. Because <laughs> it's Tinkerbell. Can Everything we, else is can like we, Can we talk about Lara McDonald? She's yeah, Holly Short in the sure. movie. I actually thought she was okay. I, 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 I saw, could she? She was upbeat. I read some reviews where people were kind of lambasting both of them, and and I, I didn't it, think that was that was warranted for her for for her character. I thought it's she was what fine. she's having to portray. I, yeah. I get that. Why? It's not easy. Like in Harry Potter, you have regular and granted they're wizards, quote unquote, or mudbloods maybe, <laughs> but they're portraying regular folks. In this one. You're portraying elves. You're playing this. So in Harry Potter, they had they have the aspect of magic world and magical stuff, but they're the extra stuff. Dobby is the closest thing you get to to this this kind of a thing. And in Artemis Fowl, that's the standard almost. Like yeah, small creatures, weird creatures, that sort of thing as the main characters. Harry Potter is the main characters are human looking people. They're just wizards. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I I thought um, Ferdia Shaw 
was was hit hit and miss. I don't think he was terrible the entire movie. Um, I, there were some scenes where I was just like, man, like show some range of emotion at all, please. Um, but there were. Uh, I felt like I got quite a quite a bit of range of emotion from Laura, yeah. um, who played Holly Short. Um, she her uh, father has passed away. She's dealing with that, the aftermath of that. She's, you can see in her face, like she is uh, visually like very determined, like to, to clear his name. And there's a, a really, um, I, I think what maybe one of the better scenes with, even with Ferdia in it, but, um, uh, Artemis and Holly are, are talking through the, the cage when she's locked up mm-hmm. and, and he t- finally takes off his glasses and she's, they're opening up to one another. And she's talking about how she's like, you know, we, we have more in common than I thought we did. And like, we're both after the same thing. Our fa- both of our fathers were a- after the same thing yes. about saving the earth and keeping this. We haven't even talked about the Aculos yet, but like the Aculos, like out of the hands of these criminal masterminds, these bad guys. And we, you know, and my whole life, I've all I've wanted to do is not just clear my father's name, but to make sure that the Aculos gets back into safekeeping and blah, blah, blah. And I thought she conveyed all that stuff pretty well. Like for, for a kid, I don't know how, how old she is, but for a kids like she honestly i thought can act pretty good um so i it was just the 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 scene as good as she is it i think i felt like the scenes that she was standing next to artemis you know freddie shaw it just made him look so much worse because <laughs> i i really felt like she was giving a pretty good performance overall um and I know that's not popular. Some people will disagree that she let's say she's not giving a good performance. I thought she was she was, for especially for her age, I thought she was pretty well done. Well and the issue again you, the kid that played Artemis was so stony yeah. that it makes him almost unlikable. Does that make sense? And yeah. I'm not trying to say him as a person. And un- I don't know him. Unlikable for a different reason than the books. Like the books, you're supposed to not like him sometimes because he's doing, he's making decisions that you wouldn't do. Yeah. But in this one, you don't like him because he's just not likable. Yeah, like, right. the, the way he talks. Well, nothing just, redeeming. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I, I, I really expected to see some, a really cool character in him. Like in the, so, someone that would be like, oh, man, I want to be him. The book you're, <laughs> the book you are, you're rooting for him because his dad is missing. And his dad is like, like it's like, let's equate it to, you feel the same way as in um, ah, Frozen, where the <laughs> two girls are like, our parents are just missing. Yeah. And they have been for a long time. That's in this book, in the books, Artemis doesn't go missing one day, and then it feels like by the end of the movie, it's the next day, and they found him. Mm-hmm. He's gone on a long time. Oh, and really? Artemis runs things himself for a long time. Whoa. Butler helps him long... This this movie takes place in three days. Yeah, it's not like that. Wow! I don't. If, I didn't I, know if that. I'm remembering the books right. Wow! No, you have this feeling of like this kid has been doing this for quite a while because he's and he's a genius, so he can handle it. Oh man! And he's running. He's running like Stark Industries, but the military side of it, basically, you know, where they're selling weapons and they're blah blah blah. And he's a criminal mastermind. Like he's a criminal mastermind. Like, let me put it that way. Artemis Fowl is a criminal mastermind. Like yeah. he's not like, oh, it's a here he is. He's a fun-loving kid. No, yep. he's a criminal. Like he's I, a criminal. I read that too from people who had read the book. They were like, yeah, they basically made Artemis into this like Disney you know, character, this, pluck, that, this plucky hero that you want to root for. Is like that's not him from the book at all. No. <laughs> 
So that that really makes me mad because I, I feel like they could have taken that 125 million. I think they could have probably done it for 50 million or 60 million and made like a 10 episode series that would have been so much better and given you the 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 construct of like time is passing because it's you know they were only released weekly over the course of 10 weeks. You know like this happens over the course of a year or whatever. But instead we had to cram this puppy into three days of of you know of really weird movie time. Oh uh, man, really, really weird. I didn't know that. That's crazy. yeah. That, that's a big. That's a big thing. That, that's a big thing too. I, I forgot to mention that earlier. So, um, so but but they had oh we'll cast Colin Farrell. What can he play? I guess he'll we'll have him be his dad. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, it's just weird the way they do stuff. So so let's on the topic of like just a 90 minute, uh, you know, piece of media is all we got. Yeah, you can't thing. really do that. Um, yeah. We're told that Dom has been with the family for a long time. We talked about this already, but mm-hmm. uh, we're not shown any of that. We're told that Holly's father was killed and framed as a traitor, but we're not shown any of that. Right, and th- and that is included in the first book, and you, those two become friends because of that over time, but it takes a long time. Yeah. like oh, Dude, it's like, it literally takes, what, 12 hours or so forever. For, them, for them to go from enemies to friends forever. in this movie? <laughs> and he's, she's captured... And it's, it's like the next day, they're best weird. friends. Just dumb. <laughs> uh, we're told about Mulch Diggums' uh, criminal history, but we're not shown any of that. So there's a lot of, um, I, as I'm watching, I was like, show, don't tell. Like, why are, why are you just mentioning these things in like 30 second one-liners, like little snippets and stuff like that, when the movie's 90 minutes, like you could have added another half hour to this movie. It still wouldn't have been that long. Right. I mean, Harry, all the Harry Potter movies are more than two hours. Right. So... It, you could have gone from 90 to 120 minutes, shown all this stuff, made me care about these characters, make me like learn more about Holly's fa- father. Mm-hmm. I Talk about a character that is super important to the story. But and, glossed over. And you li- know literally nothing about him. And even she is not... She says she wants to solve the, you know, the mystery around her dad and that sort of thing. But like they don't really put on her a redemptive arc like to get her to a yeah. place where she can't even do that. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Um, I know we're going back into negatives here, but uh, I, I just I wanted to know more about some of these characters, especially the characters that really mean something for the story. Um, I thought I'll, I'm going to go positive and negative with this next one. The the antagonist I thought was was very neat, like the way that it was very shadowy and had that kind of like whenever they were like talking on in like this magical like almost like a Skype call, but it's like they're using magic to do it. Yep. Um, it was like this like green glow that was kind of hitting this hooded figure. I was like, wow, this is pretty cool. And I, and, and I remember about halfway through the film, the film, I was like, I wonder if this is like, may, again, I've not read the book. Sure. I, I was like, is this, um, oh, what's his name? Um, Holly's father. I was like, uh-huh. I was like, I wonder if maybe he went bad or something like that. And this is actually Holly thought his, her dad was dead, but it's really him. And then I was like, is it a guy or a girl? And I was trying to figure that out. And then I was like, man, I can't wait until like, you know, 20 or 30 minutes from be, before the end of this film where they're going to reveal who this antagonist is. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, you get to the end of the movie. You don't even know who the person is. No. And that's the thing is that in the, you don't find that out until a second movie. Or the second second book of second who, book. who that person even really is. So I guess and even the, then she, that she, Kaboy, I think it's a she. Kaboy is the name. K O B O I. Opal Kaboy. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's supposed to be a girl. Yeah, but um, and and what's what's going to be really sad is if they don't make a sequel to this movie, and, and the moviegoers literally never find out who this antagonist was because she's never shown. It's she's literally in a hood for the entire film. So. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I so I, I was very intrigued by 
the antagonist only to be completely let down by the end of the film. So the first half of the film, I, I actually really liked the antagonist. I was like, wow, this is really mysterious and cloaked figure and all that. And then in the second half of the film, I realized we were not going to get any payoff. And I like the credits rolled and I was just like, well, that was dumb. Yeah, you don't even re- you don't even meet you don't even meet Artis- Artemis's dad in the first book. Yeah, I read about that too. Yeah, like you don't even meet like you don't. I don't think he even uh, he talks about him. Yeah, but like you, there's not like oh we're gonna go find him, like yeah. maybe that was in his mindset. His mom is in the first book, yeah, and she's in like an insane asylum. Yeah, so th- I read that too. So so this this movie she's dead. Like it, at the beginning of the movie they're like oh yeah I knew mom's dead and dad is missing. Yeah, exactly. And in, but in the book she's she's just really sick. Yeah. And like, but I guess they didn't want to pay another actress or something. I don't know. What the well, because they knew they were going to have to be like, <laughs> we have to think of someone who would be a budgeted actress. We, we know Meryl Streep. <laughs> She'll make a great mom. Why? Why'd you do this? Stop casting these people. Okay, Sandra Bullock. <laughs> Stop. Kenneth Branagh's like, I'm out of money. He doesn't care. He's just like <laughs> writing checks. Oh, Disney? Oh, they're going to do this now? Oh, sounds great. <laughs> here we go yeah but like even one scene with with the mom like show like a five-year-old artemis with his mom taking care of him and instilling in him some like you know like some values or or things that come up later in the movie like with great power comes great responsibility or something and then and then let let that pay off later and he thinks about his mom or whatever it's like no she's just not in the picture like we just don't care about having that character in this film at all so we're just going to delete her from the original uh, manuscript. <laughs> so uh, I feel like there were a lot of changes that were made to this movie. And I think some of it unfortunately shows as you're watching the film, you're like, Oh, they clearly changed that. Or that was a last minute ad or, you know, we they, they didn't intend that character to be as, as powerful or as, as, you know, prominent as they were, but then we got to give, give them more stuff to do. I Artemis is, is the main character. He's the titular character of the movie. And I felt like there were entire swaths of, of the, of the movie that were carried by Josh Gad, by Judy Dench, by no. Holly, by the girl that plays Holly short, um, Lauren McDonald, uh, and you know, Colin Farrell. Like I, I feel, I really truly believe that Colin Farrell is not going to be like this major sure. character in the movie, but then maybe about halfway through production, they're like, we got to have him more in, in the movie because uh, the you know Ferdia Shaw is not going to carry this film. And like, uh, we paid a lot of money, so let's get him in oh, here. Man. Sad. So I, I I would really I would love to watch the, the making of like an, an they like won't a, make a th- like a three they, hour they, documentary. They won't make the more you think about it, the more I read. I mean, they're, they're not going to make a second one because they used a chunk of the second book in this. They're just not going to make one, yeah. and they didn't set it. They could have set it up better than to get there. And you're right, like. A, a series or anything would have been better than pull like you do on if you're seeing the TV show Sherlock with Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch yeah mm-hmm. and it's like three big long episodes yeah yeah do that yeah yeah each one of why, those why don't people do that why, I don't why know why does a film do that I don't know why doesn't TV do that well make like a mini series three like hour and a half episodes make it a special why do they so one of my favorite Weird. video games of all time is The Last of Us uh-huh. and they they were gonna for years the, the rumor has been they they had like three different directors they're gonna make a movie yeah well in this last iteration they're like nope we're not gonna do a movie we're gonna do an HBO series and I was like yes yeah even better finally I, I like I find that now I find that better oh absolutely and this is probably a good example I, I mean I wasn't this, excited for the movie and it's one of my favorite games of all time when they announced the series I was like yes yeah yes yeah. like they need to do this with yes. everything that's a long property like yeah. a book or a long a 20 hour video game how do you don't they do how that? are you gonna encapsulate that into a, two, a not even two hour a 90 minute movie 
Um, Each one of those episodes of Sherlock is the same length as this movie. Think about that. Yeah, and and maybe it's because those things cost a lot of money to make too. I, I don't know the budget on those things. Not 125 million. They're not. Sure. There's no, not, no way, right? There's no way that was it like was it BBC or something that made that show? They're not. They're not spending 125 million on each episode. But it's just another one of those things that they budgeted it back. You know, two years ago, three years ago, whenever they didn't know anything about obviously in about COVID, and then like then like also like you you budget things because you think you're going to make that money back somehow, and then I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, it's goofy. Um. I want to do one more negative and one more positive, and then if, if you have a couple more, that you how want about to get a movie to. with puppets? Maybe that would be better next <laughs> time. We'll use the voice. We'll use voice actors. Yeah, yeah. Artemis Fowl, the the puppet. Movie. Oh, Artemis Fowl puppet show. <laughs> Aculas. Oh, we must find the leprechauns. <laughs> um, here's one of the, my major negatives, and I, I promise I'm going to end on a positive because I, I didn't hate this movie. I, I'm coming across that way, but I actually, I, there were parts of the movie I actually was, was like, fine. I was all on board for some of the action scenes. I've wasted scenes. an hour and a half on a lot worse. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. This movie has a 10, at the time of this recording, a 10% on Rotten people, Tomatoes. That's people way lower spoiled. than... You people, hey, listen, people, you people, <laughs> you're spoiled. Like, you, this yeah. is, come on. <laughs> Three Ninjas... Uh, three oh, ninjas yeah. on magic Ma- on mega mountain or whatever with Hulk Hogan. It's probably also yeah, 10%. that's ten percent. <laughs> this come on, yeah, good I, lord. I, I'll tell you where I landed as when I finished the film. I again, I didn't look up any reviews. I didn't want to get spoiled on anything or, or you know temper my expectations. I finished the movie. and I was like, I feel like on Rotten Tomatoes, that's like a fifty-five, sixty, like like kind of low, like bar- just barely over the positive mark. Right. I saw ten and I was like, whoa. Like I, that's not at all how I took this yeah. film. Like, cause it, I, I thought the action scenes, people are lambasting the CGI. I thought the CGI was fine. Like it, it looks all right. Um, oh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what part of the CGI was bad. They, specifically, they, they mentioned the troll, the, the troll scene, like the main action, uh, big bad that they have to fight at the manor. Okay. They, they yeah. thought that this, his, some of his CGI looks kind of rough, but, you guys survived thought, through Harry Potter movies. Yeah, dude. The first I two or three weren't that great. You, you guys, you sat through, and I can guarantee I can look, go to Twilight. Holy crap. Like, yeah. like, you survived through that, and I guarantee you didn't give that a 10 because I th- of... I think so, like some people were maybe expecting to see like Star Wars or something. It's like, well, Star Wars had d- double the budget. So, <laughs> I mean, think about what, what you're getting. In the background, like a, a background expectation. That, yeah. It's weird. Like, and, that, and that's just where we're at. Like, people are going to go off and just... They're just gonna. Uh, what's the What's the what? I can't remember what, what someone said. They're gonna. Uh, crap. They're gonna review. Not review shame. They're gonna like give thumbs down basically just to burn, burn the review on something. I can't remember. Yeah. People just do that just because now. Some of the other negative comments, which I also disagree with, were about uh, this, like the script, the writing, the lines that the actors were given to deliver. Uh, I, I, I could see that. I, I thought I thought some of the lines were really dumb. There's one one line that everyone's talking about where Judy Dench's character says, um, uh, "Get the four leaf clo- clover out of here," and I'm just like, "Okay, that's a pretty stupid line." No, again, um, but but you know you know who it's not dumb for a nine to yeah, twelve year old. No, I hear you, and so I hear you. Uh, it's just, it, it was, it, it's... You're saying Spy Kids 5 is not going to get a good review. Why would it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm not saying this is great. Like, trust me, folks. Like, but man, come on. Like, yeah. Like, I thought that I thought the writing was just, high. I thought the, the writing was just fine for most of it. There are some groaner lines, but I think a lot of movies have groaner lines that I, I don't care for. But 
honestly, my only complaint with the script was that it was entirely too rushed. And, and that is not the, the writer's fault necessarily. That's, I think, a direction fault. But the, the movie went way too fast. Just blew I wonder how many deleted scenes there are. Oh, man. I mean, there's got to be so much more plot development that just ended up on the cutting room floor. There, there, were, there were scenes that were happening where I literally... I literally <laughs> how pop- does it end up on the cutting room floor? <laughs> I know. How, how does that... You know what I'm saying? Like, my mind is blown. Like, maybe it's a timing thing that we're not... That we don't really know about. But how do you have deleted scenes they, in this? They were blowing through, like, in two minutes, some major plot movement stuff. And I literally had... There were a couple times where I had to pause the movie and, like, process the information because they were already moving on to the next plot point. I was like, wait a second. I was like, let me let me sit with that for a second and kind of just understand what's going on and all the character motive. Oh, that changed that co- character motivation that I didn't think that they had. And, and like... But they don't. There's no time to to just dwell in anything. It's always 80 miles an hour running, <laughs> and so I I think if they're talking about like oh it's bad scripts because of how fast the script. Okay, I, I kind of get that. But as far as like the words that are used, I thought it was fine. But let me talk about one of my gripes and then I'll end on another positive here because I I really like I kind of ended like right down the middle. Like it's 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 an okay movie. It's not great. It's not terrible. But um, this one I, I agree with. I wrote it down. This is from the LA Times. In their black suits and sunglasses, blasting fairies out of the sky, Junior and Butler look like an intern edition of Men in Black. And I, I, I 100% agree with that. They, they're literally like in like white shirts and tuxedo suits and black like but Ray-Ban sunglasses. That is true to the character <laughs> in the okay. book. Yeah, that's fine. You know, you know what I'm saying? And I told Jessica that on, on the way here. Like, that, I, I was like, you know what? Some of this derivative stuff is maybe just from the source material. Like that, it's that, just, the, that book, is, the book is derivative. Yeah. Um, uh, Gads, Josh Gads, Mulch could be a grimy relative of Hagrid from Harry Potter. We mentioned that one already. The military, the militarized fairies recall the tech-savvy elves in animated movies such as Arthur Christmas, which I've, I think I recommended Arthur Christmas to you every Christmas, but you probably still haven't had a chance to watch it. It is literally, quite literally, this, and I, this is not hyperbole, it is my favorite Christmas movie uh, right, right now, at least. I, we watch Arthur Christmas every year. It's hilarious. Wow. It is hilarious. It's one of the funniest... It is probably the funniest Christmas movie. Arthur I, Christmas. Arthur Christmas is the funniest Christmas movie that I've ever seen. And yes, I've seen Elf a dozen times. I don't. I don't think that's not. You know what my favorite. You know it's what, really, my, it's you really know what my favorite Christmas movie is. Jingle all the way. No. <laughs> I mean, I, I believe that. I believe I'm you're not telling. It's I believe the best. you're telling me the truth. I'm not telling anyone it's the best, but it's my favorite. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I, it's I, so stupid. I, like I know you well enough to know that that is a true statement. It's a dumb movie, and I love it because it's so dumb. Anyway, but yeah, there there were parts. I've seen Arthur Christmas so many times at this point that that when I, the first time, the very first scene that I saw Holly Short in the, in this movie, I was like, oh, she's the main girl from Arthur Christmas. Like she she looks exactly like Arthur Christmas. Now Arthur Christmas came out way after the book. Yeah, like this, after the first this couple book books. predates it. But this movie came out way after Arthur Christmas, and like even from like the color of her outfit to the way that she talks, like the 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 girl that's in Arthur Christmas has the exact same accent as this girl. I I really feel like they yeah. were almost even How have going I for that. on Arthur Christmas. Dude, I don't know. It's, Ma- it's Arthur one of the Christmas fun- has James McAvoy, Hugh Laurie. And Bill Nye in it. That that, that unreal. Movie, that movie's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. I would watch it right now in the summer. Yeah, I didn't know what I was getting into. And for a second, I thought you meant Arthur, the Aardvark. Arthur. No. Anteater. What's Arthur? You know what I'm talking about Arthur, the kids. kids yeah. Oh character yeah. Arthur. No, I've seen it. I was like, that can't be. The, that can't be the best Christmas movie ever. So so go go see Arthur Christmas instead of this movie. Um, the, this movie. 
is very derivative. I, I, when the first time that they came out onto the front porch in men in black suits and men in black glasses holding a gun and fighting off like I'm sure you thought the same thing. Fi- fighting off a a uh, alien type creature. These are not aliens; they're fairies or whatever. But alien to our world as we know it, and those fairies are about to wreak havoc. Do a do a time uh, freeze over the area, and then literally mind wipe people with a little pen. I was like, "This is Men in Black." Yeah, and then maybe it's freaking Men in Black. Honestly, Men in Black came out what ninety seven. Yeah, it came out so before the book. Perhaps. Yeah, I mean that's hey, maybe he's. They literally mind wipe people. Nine, Jack, nine to twelve year olds uh, weren't <laughs> watching. Maybe back then, nine and twelve year olds weren't watching Men in Black, and so maybe he thought maybe he call get, for thought. Get away with it. Yeah, I could, it's a good idea. <laughs> This is a good idea for some sci-fi. I mean, we'll do. This. I mean, the premise of the movie is essentially we have to. Um, we don't want the world to know that fairies exist, and so there are people like us that deal with the threats to our world, yeah. and and then mind white people so that no one knows that fairies exist. And I was yes. like, how is this not exactly, exactly the plot of, of Men in Black? So um, I don't know. That that was a gripe for me. Is like when I, I'm not, and I'm not usually one that that goes to those oh this movie's just that this movie I, I don't i don't gravitate there so if i'm gravitating there i i the all of the movie critics have to be going there because they're constantly saying oh this is like this this is like that i don't usually do that and i'm telling you like 30 minutes in i was like man i feel like this movie is men in black <laughs> like they're trying to get this artifact back and they have to you know do all this secretive stuff i was I just like see that being the case yeah yeah that's not that's not that bad of a premise i get that um so let, let me end with with the positive um i the action scenes and the the weaponry that's that's used and the all out scale war of like the fairies versus like these trolls and all the different races that they introduced they they introduced a lot in ninety minutes but it was you know trolls and goblins and you know blah 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 you know elves and leprechauns right. I, like I I was just like man this is a cool world like I yeah, I, I was very it intrigued poten- it has potential yeah yeah and so, the bu- and the books are well re- well represent that. Yeah. The first book's 280 pages. Well represents that. Yeah. Like but to to drop it in a movie and then think. I think I think the most positive thing I can say about the movie and this is going to sound like a backhanded compliment, but it, it kind of made me want to read the book. Like just it's you worth know, read, get folks. lost in that world. It's worth the read. And you will like I think it's it's well done. Like it's and I'm sure it holds up. I'm sure some of the technology that they talk about in the book now we're like, "Oh, well we have that in our iPhones." So. Yeah. Cool. Well, that was about an hour on Artemis Fowl. That's about kind of what I planned. So, um, I think overall, it's a if you got nothing else to do on a Saturday, kind of recommend. Um, if there's other things on Disney Plus that you've been dying to watch, maybe don't put this at the top of the list. But, or and I think if you have younger kids that you know that this action isn't scary for you know they're not too young. Like I probably mm-hmm. won't show this to my three year old, but um, you know kids that are four or five you know plus or whatever, and probably capping at like twelve or thirteen. Um, I think we'll find a lot to like in the yeah. movie. And I have a coworker that he's in his twenties, and he said he watched it and he enjoyed it. My so. son Miller, who's nine. He loved it. Yeah. He absolutely loved it. Yeah. He wanted to see more of it. He wants a sequel to that movie. Yeah. Again. We're more you and I are more critical over films that we watch than than kids are. Like they, they yeah. just they're just looking for a good time. And I also like I guess I guess it's one of those things that that people hold like, you know, Harry Potter in such a high esteem that then everything has to be in that high esteem. It's kinda like yeah. in you know, for every Hunger Games, there's a maze runner. And yep. what's the other stupid? We did this on. Oh, I know what you're talking about. What's um, it called? Uh, Divergent. Divergent stuff, like or whatever that world is. Yep. You know, 
like where it's a miss. It's just not good. It's and not like, Hunger Games. Yeah, it's not Hunger Games. And and this was written in the Harry Potter time when people were writing to that audience. And Colford tried to tie into this fairy world that necessarily wasn't in Harry Potter stuff. So yeah, it's part of this. It's part of Scottish heritage or Irish or whatever it is. And they, uh, you know, it works in the books. And he sold a bunch of books and. There are a lot of movies that come out every year, and I, I think there's nothing wrong with the middle tier of films. And this is in the middle tier. It's not in the low tier at all, No, in, in my opinion. But the problem with it really is the budget, because you go... Yeah. <laughs> they spent high tier level of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Well, uh, before we end up for today, uh, what else have you been, been watching on Disney Plus? We've started going back, because my son is nine, and we started going back and watching the uh, Marvel, the MCU movies from the first one. Wow, cool. And so we started with uh, Iron Man and we started watching through because Miller, like, honestly had not really seen a lot of these. Wow. Like, he, I think he'd seen parts or he knew of what happened. So you'd ask him, have you seen this? He wasn't even born when Iron Man came out. Yeah. And so you'd say, have you seen this? And he'd be like, oh, I've seen that. But then you start watching and he's like, whoa. Like, like, he'd never seen it. So, like, he's kind of like, like, he's excited about it. So cool. It's pretty cool. Um, he loves... Uh, and they hold up. The, oh, they're awesome. The older movies, yeah. Yeah, this is the best. I saw... this. The, I love Star Wars. You know, we we all know this. We've beaten Star Wars <laughs> like a dead horse on this podcast. Yeah. But like, like, I love Star Wars. But as far as putting a cinematic universe together and it being pretty dark, I mean, pretty awesome and unbelievable, yeah. like unprecedented, nothing compares to what Marvel did. Oh, absolutely. Marvel yeah. is the... Uh, Jordan, uh, the Jordan era Chicago Bulls. Yeah. There is nothing that can compare to it. You can try. Star Wars as a universe is possibly as big, but then you could go down the rabbit hole of tons of animated stuff that Marvel has, tons of, uh, I say tons of TV. They they don't have a ton of TV because they, and that that is actually a knock on Marvel that I, I could really talk about, about, how they kind of screwed the pooch on their TV stuff, but live action, you mean? Yeah, I mean yeah. they had a great little universe, like a little side universe TV with the Daredevil stuff, and they're like, eh, that doesn't count. Why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, like, that's so that's stupid. really weird. That'd be like McDonald's selling a bunch of really good sandwiches and be like, oh no, no, that's not really McDonald's. This water, <laughs> this Mc, Miss McNugget is, dude. Uh, but that's not uh, having Luke Cage in in like Infinity War. I would have been, I would have been like laughing, and giddy. So why couldn't you? Yeah, <laughs> that, that was the part that I was like, <laughs> I been you're so missing an opportunity because I thought um, Cox, what's his name? Is it Matt Cox, Matthew Cox, Matt, Michael Cox? Having him as Daredevil worked. Yeah, Jessica Jones worked. Yeah, Iron Fist. Eh, okay, but. Jessica Jones is one of my favorite TV series, period. Like, of any genre. Like, yeah. I, it's a top five show for me. And David Tennant is Purple Man. Yeah, dude. Is per- dude. That's, that, that's, season one is almost perfect. David Tennant. Have you ever watched Doctor Who? No. And dude, I, you're... Nothing made me want to watch it more than watching Jessica Jones. You, you start out, though, with Chris... <laughs> uh, is it Eshelton? Esch, the doctor that preceded David Tennant. You need to start out with it, because that's good stuff. Yeah. Kind of when they kind of modernized the doctor... Man, watch that thing through all the way to Matt Smith. I I honestly stopped watching a couple seasons after, like maybe after Mike uh, Matt Smith's second season. Anyway, side note. Um, but uh, going back, well, they, cool. they missed a boat on the TV part of it. But we're going back and watching. Uh, so will you show I, I, him? All this. Will you show him the the 
I don't know what you want to call it, the Hell's Kitchen. Like, no, 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 we're not watching that. We're not watching yeah, that. Those I, are pretty brutal. I, I, yeah, we, he's not ready for to see that much blood. So. Yeah. Um, but I, f- I feel like the early, especially the earlier, oh, I mean, the, honestly, none of them the are The movies are, are fine. I mean, you have the, like Tony Stark in the cave when he's making his, like he's having to be patched up. Yeah. That's pretty brutal. The the Daredevil, I mean, all of them. Captain America's pretty bloody. Yeah. There's this, there's full on like disintegration and I mean, the, if, this it, one if you were to slap, if you were to slap a, like an a MPAA rating on like the Daredevil and Luke Cage and stuff like that, those are straight R. It's an like, R. They're like, R. Those are R. Yeah. He can't watch, and there it's obviously not part of MCU necessarily. He can't watch the Deadpool movies yet. Yeah, like, I'm, I, we're not going to do that. So. Yeah, um, he likes Deadpool though. Like he he, he he likes him as a character yeah. already. He didn't know anything about him, but I, like I'm just now remembering like there are love scenes and like all kinds of stuff you'd never seen in an MCU movie in those in those Netflix shows. Yeah, so. that that's too it's too gritty, but they're great and they could have yeah. easily incorporated them. Oh yeah, you know it's just weird. Like it's weird the way they that was really weird to me. I don't that we'll made n- no sense. We'll never see those on Disney Plus. I guess they're too R rated. They'll keep right? them if they do anything with them. They'll move them to Hulu. Yeah, but doesn't oh, Netflix yeah, yeah. own those? Didn't Netflix make those? Uh yes, but I can't remember the who owns the rights. I, yeah, I don't know if Disney like actually can claims the rights to those characters or not. Um, if like if they loan the, lease them out yeah. to Netflix and then they get to pull pull back that lease. If so, Disney will just release them to Hulu. They're they're too rated R. They they're going to go in the same category as Deadpool. So Deadpool will never make it to Disney Plus. Hulu has a lot of benefits if they would use it uh, in a meaningful way, but sometimes they that there's Disney stuff they could make strictly for Hulu. And make it like I'm not saying they, there's Marvel stuff they could make rated R and put it on Hulu mm-hmm. and really do some good stuff. So yeah. Also, I'm watching. This isn't here or there, but Agents of Shield's last season is on right now, uh-huh. and they basically have just turned into Legends of Tomorrow, where they travel in time. Wow, I didn't know that. It's weird, huh? It's still good though. Cool, and that's it's better. That's a previous season that's now on Disney Plus. No, or? it's brand new. It's on, okay. and so I watch it on. Hulu. Oh, that's right. It's a summer show now. Huh? Yeah, it's on ABC still. That's like wild. it's still on ABC, but but I watch it on Hulu. I'm so, so. far removed from that show. I I haven't seen like last. Uh, it's better. This three is seasons the, for me has been the better one of the better seasons. Yeah, like because this because they've kind of went back to like, I don't know. It makes a lot of sense. So are, are this is a dumb question? Maybe are those series? Is that series on Disney Plus? Season one? Can I watch season one on Disney Plus? I've not gone looking for it. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I'll have to look that up. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the first I, couple I seasons gotta of it. I think it is. Because it's an ABC thing. ABC is yeah. Disney. and they're, they're clean. I mean, they're clean enough for Disney+. Plus. No, well, they're clean for network television. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, there's yeah. not anything bad with them. Cool. Uh, so as far as what I've been watching, uh, what have you been watching, Phil? I we have a three year old, so you know the kinds of movie I'm going to to mention. But uh, we watched the Jungle Book, which okay. I I had I had not seen I had not seen the jun- the animated Jungle Book since watching the live action Jungle Book that John Favreau did. Speaking of Jan- John Favreau, um, so uh, I'd seen the the animated like a dozen times probably when, growing up as a kid, and then I we watched I watched like half of it with Jordan about a year, a couple years ago, and then I watched the live action and have not returned to the animated. Animated movie's great. It's great. Like, I, I, I'm, I was surprised how much I just really enjoy that movie. Um, and it's it's just a brilliant, like, I, I love that, not that this is a Disney thing specifically, but the story itself is, which is Rudyard Kipling or whatever, but like, it's such a brilliant coming of age story about this kid that's literally raised by wolves and 
you know, has no affinity for human culture at all. And yet as, as trying to fit back into that culture and how, you know, the animals say you're not welcome here anymore because you're bringing trouble upon us Mm -hmm. and all the different like political factions. The movie's really deep. Like if you can get past the, you know, um, you know, blue singing on a, on a log (laughs) scenes or whatever. It's not really even a movie for kids. Like it's, I'm sure the book is probably really kind of graphic and adult. actually. I've never read it, but there's a lot to, to really get into. I, we had a brief conversation, my wife and I about, should we allow our three-year-old to watch it in a, in a post like BLM world and, and specifically what people don't like about this movie and, and why people, a lot of people were opposed to it being on Disney plus at all is because of the King Louie scene. Have you heard any of this controversy? Yeah, but yeah, again, I think it's, I think it's a little bit too, too far for me. So we talked, we had that great episode last week uh, with Jerry, where we were talking about, you know, real true issues in our country about how we look at black community and treat black actors and that kind of stuff in movies and, and just give uh, black voices mm-hmm. a, a, a platform. This uh, people have been angry at this movie since it probably since it came out because King Louie is a black voice actor who's singing. Um, I want to be like you, you know, essentially I want, I want to be like a white man. I wish I was a white man and that's going too far for me. I think there's a lot of things that we can extrapolate that just were never meant to be there. And I'm, I'm very much a, a true believer of like, if, if the original, if the original, you know, animators and director of this film back in 1967 truly were like trying to like thumb down the black man and let's cast him. Like, do you think okay, so? Okay, totally. We would boycott that movie. Don't you think the? But there's no don't way. You think that, the? Is, it, no is he a monkey? Up. Is he? What is he? An ape? Uh, he's yeah, like an orangutan, I think. Don't you think he's just wanting to? Be I think he a just human. Wants, he just wants to be human. Yep. And and, and I just I I wanted to bring. And, and there are people that would say. They would say, "Well, that's exactly what they're getting after." Is that yeah? That way he could be human. And they're like, "Ah, right, come on, people!" Like, yeah, it's like, you know what I'm saying. Like, we, we, to, we can find that in anything. Here's like, here, here's here's the the last thing I want to say about it. I think I think the some people would say, "Well, you know, you know, if you think this is an important issue, you need to talk about all aspects of it." To that, I would I would say I would re- heavily rebut and just say, "No." if you want to the, the issues black lives matter and all that kind of stuff to be important, you need to not talk about these things so that it makes, when you do have something to say, it better be darn well important. And to bring this kind of stuff up is literally muddling the message. And it makes your, it makes your message weaker, not stronger in my opinion. And so like, I, I love that the movie's just fun, that they employed black, black actors in 1960 freaking seven. Like, right. I, mean, I, like I, I look I, at it and go like, <laughs> I'm, I'm totally fine with it. Hey, the world, Listen, folks, the world has existed a long time. <laughs> it did not begin when you were born. It was I'm serious when I say <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah. Because there are days when I, I hear things <laughs> and there are very intelligent people that dealt with these issues. I'm talking black people, white people, Native American people, like that have dealt with major issues for centuries and it didn't just start the day we were born and go, what? I'm going to, f- I'm the one that's going <laughs> to, people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Good, bad, and different atrocities have happened a thousand years ago, 2000 years ago. We know that. And atrocities will happen a thousand years from now. Yeah. And man, we just do, we try to, you try to work through the situations you can handle. You're a man of the time you live in. And I said this before, like the things we deal with now and think now, 
we will be judged for those in 100 years. Is that fair? I, I don't know. Probably mm-hmm. not. But I can guarantee you, like, people 200 years ago, and I'm talking about people on the right side, because, <laughs> hey, slavery, bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, duh. Yeah. Racism, bad. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. If you think, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, um, that idea of, we we could boy we could really delve into issues in movies issues in that sort of thing and there are things you can really do, you could really point a finger at but i think that's in everything yeah you know what i'm saying and people have tried to even things they've tried to do this then someone else will complain i'm saying it's hard to like it, the only thing we can do is treat people good mm-hmm. we need to treat each other well and uh, do our best to fix, you know, when we mess up, fix things. Yeah. And then moving forward. I mean, I don't know. You and I are both believers, so we can kind of, yeah, we come at it from a different angle too. But. I, I will say this. I We are not going to let Jordan watch, especially older movies. I don't want to just blanket old, older movies as always being mm-hmm. like this, but there are some older movies, I won't name names right now, but that ha- are depict black people as like the help. Like the, they're like the mm-hmm. best, the best they can do in society is just be like the, the maid or, you know, or the butler or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I refuse to watch, let her watch those movies until she's old enough to understand that that's not okay. Like that's, that's a bygone society that we do not ascribe to, sure. but I, I don't want her growing up seeing black people only as like in servant roles and stuff like that. So we're not going to show her any of those films, but like to show, to not show her the jungle book, which is an animated movie it has no live over, action people in it. Over what might be a technicality yeah yeah might be yeah yeah you know, you know what i'm saying it's that's going too far for me and this is not a racist movie in my opinion um you know i'm sure um there are black people out there that that think that it's an atrocity that the way that king louis is cast and he's you know, the only black person in the movie and he wants to be a, a white man or whatever it's like okay I, I i'm not i'm not saying that you're wrong i'm just saying i i didn't even know that that actor was black like I, w- I was like 20 something before I even knew he was black. So like, I, I just don't see it as being an in your face thing that is teaching our daughter to be racist. Right. And so that, you know, we had, we had that brief conversation quit very quickly. Came to the conclusion. I'm like, yeah, she can watch it. It's fine. It's a kid's movie. Um, and I, I don't regret that at all. So. Here's how can I kind of say this? Then this is, we're talking about this. And what I think, what I'm saying is technicality that could be wrong. Those that the person that cast that and the person, the per- the writer and everything else, Maybe that person deep at heart was like, yeah, we're going to get them to... Man, I just don't think so. Yeah, yeah. Here's how far we have come. I remember being my son's age, 9, 10, and you, you and I are the same age. And at our Walmart, okay, on the video rack, because they had like the, the VHS tapes that were like, you know, the original, the, like the Michael Keaton Batman. You know, it's on the shelf or whatever. On this rotating rack thing, they had like these budget rent not rentals budget movies they're like five bucks or whatever and it's a vhs tape one of them phil this is at walmart was amos and andy have you ever heard of amos and andy yes i have this is two white actors <laughs> in the 40s maybe early 50s yeah in blackface yeah that's crazy and they are hey it is the you we we had a copy of it at my house yeah because my dad when he was younger this was just what this was TV. It was on TV. Yeah. This was what you watched. It's just good comedy. Yeah. And it was because the society at the time set signaled this as 
This is fine. Yeah. I don't think that's being sold at Walmart now. No. I think that no. if anyone <laughs> traded it, even the internet, I, I don't know that you could go on YouTube and type in Amos and Andy and find that on there. Oh. I got to think that Google, Google company, <laughs> has taken that down a long time ago. Yeah. So like, people are learning. Like, sure. over time, I don't know what, you know what I'm saying, but man, like, I remember, and that's 30 years ago now, but like, at the time even, I was like, what is this? <laughs> and just thinking like, but like as a society, we figure out, hey, that's maybe not so good. Yeah. Maybe every Native American is not Tonto. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like maybe that, you know, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, there you go. That's all I got for you. So I we watched it. I really enjoyed it. Um, the, the only other one, I don't really have anything to say about this next one, but uh, we watched um, 1991's original Beauty and the Beast, the animated. Mm-hmm. And I know this sounds silly, but I don't think I'd seen that movie in like a decade. Like I, it's, it'd been a long, I long time. Maybe I've seen it once. Uh, like, there, there I were, think I've seen it once. I literally, this is a little embarrassing to people that love this movie, but like I, we were five minutes in and I, I looked over at my wife and I, I said, is this the original animation? Like, did they like, reanimate this movie it. like i i didn't recognize a lot of it that's how long it had been since i watched it she re- reminded me that we saw it together be, uh in the early years of our marriage so we released it or something no no no. it is the original 1991 film like and i just the it animation, was 91 yeah the animation looks to me like at least mid-2000s like the way that so it was really well it, done, it looks so good like and i know that the, that's the hdfi 4k if i but maybe they can, of the movie maybe but, since it's animation this can sound dumb folks that stuff holds if you up know well. about this well that or when you turn it into high def it actually comes along and looks better. It could, as opposed to film, when you when you try to freshen it up, it doesn't look the same. Yeah, I, I think if as long as you're talking about like the number of pixels, wherever there's only so much they can do. But I think they can do a lot with the color. And yeah. I, I, to to me, the color looked more vibrant than anything I'd ever sure. seen. Um, so I I just wanted to give a shout out to like, hey, don't sleep on these like really old like princess movies like. Um, that they they've never looked this good. Like if you if if all you've known like me are like the old like four by three VHS that you had when you were in the nineties. Like this movie looks amazing yeah. now. Uh, so yeah, Jordan wanted to watch it. I watched it with her, and I was blown away. Uh, and that movie is is really good. I mean, that's I'm like the millionth person that said that, but like it's it's just the epitome of a musical to me. Like I don't know. You know, no one drinks like Gaston. It's, it is it is Broadway musical to the extreme. Uh, I, I and I've it. seen the Broadway like this. They came to one of the K Hammonds, and we went. Yeah, and yeah. watched it. Yeah. Um, and it was good. So I know the story. Yeah. But I, it's just one of those where the, all of those movies convert really well to Broadway. <laughs> like, yeah. they, they could do they could do a Broadway movie uh, musical of an, just about any princess movie that's ever made, been made, and it's going to sell a million tickets. Little Mermaid been on Broadway. I'm sure everything has at this point. I can't imagine the Little Mermaid. Can you imagine being, being? Could you imagine? <laughs> I've seen um, I've seen Little Mermaid on on stage. It was uh, Little Mermaid Junior. It was like for kids, but yeah, I've seen the Little, Little Mermaid here in Springfield on stage. Mermaid? Did they bring water in? No. Was she in a pool? <laughs> no. <around? laughs> She's in a little kiddie pool. <laughs> splash 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 <laughs> yeah someday I, and it was it was for kids so it was all like you know just really cheap Goofy, costumes yeah. and stuff yeah but um yeah they they've had i think they've probably had a stage show of everything um would you be interested at, you say that now i wanted to run this by you would you be interested uh if we started like a you know old school like radio like uh dramas like radio dramas 
and we'll do musicals. We'll just do it two two people, two voice actors, mm. and we'll do old school radio dramas. But we'll do it all Disney uh, properties. So we'll do like mm. radio drama for like we could do the princess series where we do uh, Beauty and the Beast maybe. Mm-hmm. Aladdin? No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not on board for this. Okay, I I wanted to run it past you. <laughs> To see if you had if you had any desire, um, I do a great Lumiere impression. I bet you do. Nobody wants to hear it. Okay. <laughs> Put that in the in the the junk drawer of, of other. I have a lot bad, of good bad, ideas. Bad ideas, <laughs> folks. I have a lot of good ideas. I'm creatively being held captive by Phil. <laughs> Um, thanks for listening to the show today. Th- let us know what you want to hear about uh, on this podcast. Send us your own review or something on something that you've watched on Disney Plus. Or I would love to get your thoughts on Artemis Fowl, especially if, if you're really positive on the film. I'd love to you know get some more positive um, ideas on it too. We'd love to include you in the show. Just all you have to do is email Disney Plus Reviews at hotmail.com. It's very simple. Uh, you can type. You can include an audio file. We'll we'd love to include you. And um, we, I haven't fully decided what we're gonna, what we want to talk about next weekend, but we'll cross that bridge when we get, when we come to it. There's, I've been given a long list of, of, of movies to watch from Grant Youngsma, who's been on the show before. So probably throw it out to him, see if he wants to come back on and talk about one of these. He, uh, what's great about Grant is he is he was born in a much different decade, technically two de- decades after I was, and has watched uh, just a slew of movies that were like prime, like he was the prime age for them when they came out in the late 90s. And I'm not seeing any of them because I was in college. Yeah, and so his perspective is always so he's different. Like, he's like, oh man, you got to watch. And not bad. Yeah, he's like, you got to watch The Game Plan and Johnny Tsunami and Brink. And like, and I was like, like I've, not, I've never heard, even heard of any game, of these movies. I'm, well, when he said that, I heard him say Game Plan. And I was like, <laughs> really? Game Plan? Yeah, Old Dogs. Uh, some of these I have seen, like Cool Runnings, uh, Rook of the Year I've seen, uh, but Blank Check, uh, Gosh, blank check. Yeah, cheaper by the dozen. Davy Crockett, the even Stevens. Now, Davy Crockett. I will say this about Davy. Davy Crockett would be very interesting to do because it is delving into old school. Oh yeah, Disney. Oh yeah, that's crazy. Um, I didn't think about that. It is. It's got a different thing, and like it. It being on Disney Plus, it doesn't surprise me. But they depict it's old school Hollywood. So like, this is around the same area. I'm just gonna say this. It's around the same era that Song of the South was made, was yep. made was in theaters doing yep. their thing. Yep. But Davy Crockett is different. Like they, it, Davy Crockett is a different, uh, 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 just different, different take. I'll say this about Davy Crockett, and this is this is going to be. Don't get Davy Crockett canceled. On, I was going to say now we have to do Davy Crockett on Disney. Well, here's what I'm saying: don't get it canceled <laughs> on Disney. But like Davy Crockett passed, like died at the Alamo. Okay. Um, there were other people that were at the Alamo. Or that that were that were either going to the Alamo or going to make it to the Alamo or arrived after it all had ended and patched things up with the Mexican government and then and went out. Well, that group of people that were at the Alamo, as they survive after that comes the U.S. Civil War. There, I mean, there's this thought of like, and I'm not saying it would have happened. I don't know, folks. Please don't lambast me, but I'm saying. Hey, Davy Crockett's the hero of the Alamo, mm-hmm. but if he'd won the at the Alamo and actually helped, staved it off, staved off that attack, I mean, guys, he's from the South. Like, he's from Tennessee, born on a mountaintop, Tennessee. <laughs> Davy Crockett, king of the wild frontier. Davy. I don't know. He may not be a hero in, today, in today's <laughs> yeah, world right now. Yeah, that's a good point. 
Davy Crockett, maybe it may be all, all, all alternative history. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, that would be interesting. I'm just saying. Like I had that thought the other day because I'm like, he died at the Alamo. He is a hero. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Andrew Jackson uh, is on the twenty dollar bill, and it was you know the God, this is a long episode. Sorry, <laughs> but Andrew Jackson was a a hero in a lot of people's eyes. Native Americans aren't big fans of, of Andrew Jackson. Yeah. But like, if Andrew Jackson was alive later. Yeah. Like, he's, it's a whole, just different, guys. Like, <laughs> it's a weird time. It's a really weird time. It's just a really weird time. Let me put it that way, so. All, all I know is, I definitely want to expand my horizons um, of the list that he gave me of like, literally, I'm not joking, 20 different movies that he said he'd be willing to talk about on the show. There's maybe only eight that I've seen. So, um, there's, there's quite a bit that I can expand my horizons and, and learn about, so. Um, again, thanks for joining us for the show. Um, thanks for listening to us t- talk about Artemis Fowl. I, um, I, I love doing these, you know, zeitgeist like in the moment kind of movies. And today was definitely one of those episodes. So, if you have an idea for anything that I just listed or other movies that you want us to talk about, uh, send us an email. Um, I'd love to hear your thoughts. And honestly, if if you want really want us to do a movie, we'll probably do that um, next week. So, just let us know what you want us to talk about, and we will do it. Uh, we'll talk to you then.